Hey everyone, this is Scott. And Miral. And I'm Shreya. And we're here at Daisies.live. We're going to review Bollywood movies, TV, web series, maybe a little news and gossip. Miral, why don't you tell us, what are we talking about today? Well, we do have a pretty full schedule. We have uh, three movies, actually two movies and a show to review. Uh, we have Milestone, which uh, released on May 7th um, on Netflix, uh, which is kind of engaging, slow and engaging. Uh, I watched it because the earlier movie done by the same director was something that I'd really enjoyed. Um, but let's talk about it a little bit more. Let's talk about Milestone a little bit more. Uh, we will review Hello Mini season three. I had kind of found, though the series was raunchy, I'd found the first hooks in the series. Let's just call it a hook series. Um, Hello Mini three, um, playing on MX player. Uh, then we will review Time to Dance, which I believe is Shreya's favorite movie this week. However, <laughs> we had the fandom of Shore Noki Kahani over. They were doing a challenge on Twitter and we invited them to come on our show and sing. And that was a really fun uh, uh, episode that we had uh, with, with, with the fans uh, over at our, in our studio um, on Zoom, of course, all the way from India. Um, singing middle of the night for the show and talking about why they love the show so much. And that is a fun conversation. And then, of course, a review with uh, Ankita and Vishreya, who logged in from uh, New Delhi to talk about the issues that the show took care of this week, including a very big issue of domestic violence. We will talk about all of this and more, uh, but let's get started with review of milestone what do you say scott all right so let's start with milestone that released on netflix um did we all see it i saw it shria no Mar what do you Maral? think about it scott um okay Th this is milestone is one of those movies and it's in many respects it's the exact opposite of a lot of the bollywood films that we've seen this is one of those movies and you Every, every cinema culture has them where every scene, every line of dialogue is important because there is no fluff. There's like, there's no fluff at all. And um, there are a lot of movies that are two hours and 45 minutes long where it's like half of it. You could cut. It's just really, this is the exact opposite of that. And a lot of people do not have the patience for those kinds of movies. Like there's just not a lot going on. Uh, frankly, just not much happened in this movie. And um, every line was important and every scene was important. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it simply because it was one of those things where if I stopped to get some popcorn or stopped to, you know, if I pause it, I've lost the flow. I forget that one thing that happened 10 minutes ago that ties the rest of the story together. It's the premise. The premise is it's about a truck driver and that that's, it's a premise about a truck driver whose wife dies and he trains someone and that's kind of it. Like that's, that's it. That's, that's the movie. And it sounds, I've, I've intentionally described it in a way that does not sound particularly interesting, but it's, it's a really, it's a well done, interesting movie. Just not a lot happens. Or yeah. you could say a lot happens, but 
it's very under the surface. Like it's not a, it's not an action film. It's not a comedy. It's not, it's just one of those movies where literally every scene you've got to pay attention. What do you think, Moral? So, uh, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just uh, tell you why I thought this movie would be interesting. It'd be interesting because I saw um, Ivan Iyer, who's the director of the movie. I saw his earlier movie, which was Sony. And I love that movie because uh, there were only single takes in that movie. And mm. that because of single takes, there is every scene has an immediacy to it mm-hmm. uh, of action. And, and you understand the characters so well when there's, when there's immediacy of action to the characters. And, uh, and, and, I, I thought that was such amazing storytelling. That was amazing canvas to be to, to to be unfolding in front of you. That I actually absolutely loved that movie, Sony, and and that was also a Netflix release. And uh, I thought Milestone would would have the same uh, genius. It does. And Milestone, you know, premiered at uh, the Venice uh, Film Festival, and uh, in in twenty twenty, that was last year. And it is exactly the same. Uh, it, you know, but it has so a confidence. Deliberate. There's a confidence to it that is just you can't take your eyes off it. And I don't you know. I don't so have the deliberate. language for it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's deliberate. It, yes. This entire the, the opening scene, for example, when the truck driver reaches a warehouse, it's an unbroken shot. If you understand filmmaking, you know it's an unbroken shot. He walks in and out of the garage. He chats with his colleagues. There is this morning light and everything is just gray and blue. And he loads a piece onto the truck. It's five minutes. And then the scene cuts. There's nothing else he does there. That's right. And that's my point, right? That's my point. And Shreya's laughing because on one hand, it sounds absurd. It's about a guy taking stuff out of his truck and, oh, he hurts his back. And, oh, I mean, it just sounds like the most boring movie. And in one sense, it is because almost is. nothing happens. And at the same time, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It, it was, because, it was because, really good. Because all the talking is done by that actor, by the shot. It, you have to yeah, understand no, yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. in terms of whether it is a long shot or, or a close-up. You you gotta go under under the skin of the guy who's driving the truck, and understand that there is some complex engineering happening in the shot, and then how your expectations are 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 being teased when the shot is being held for, you know, where where the shot is being held for a few seconds longer than it should have. So it's very intelligent filmmaking, and. The decision making of whether you like it or not is left to you, as a um, as a as a as a audience, and it's technically very complex, extremely complex. Yes. Though it's, yes, I agree. the entire movie seems very simple on the surface of it, but technically, to, it's both though. It is though. Make it, I this mean, movie is very complex. Sure, sure. Do you it, think it's, you would be able ahead. to watch this movie? if you didn't have a like critical film eye in that case, like, do you think you'd be able to understand it or in- enjoy it? Like what, what kind of background do you need to go into before you can understand a movie like this? I don't think I you think, ne- go ahead. 
I don't think you would. I don't. I don't think you would appreciate a movie like this till you had the. You, you would have to have uh, the. You would have to have the patience to understand Galib, the driver. You would have to understand his conflict, the fact that his wife had died of suicide, the fact that this is couple that that, that this is woman who's trying to trying to get compensated from him. How his neighbors are. This entire the resolution, crucible, how the whole story yeah. resolves itself is very. It's you got to pay attention. It's not. It's not. It's not like a fight movie where you know the bad guy gets beat. You know, it's so. I don't. I. I. I sort of disagree with you, Moral. I think someone could enjoy this film if they don't have a background in it. But I think the the key that you said was appreciate. I think so, I think you have to have a background in film. You have to understand the technicality of it to appreciate it. You can enjoy it, but I, I don't think there are a lot of people out there who are going to enjoy this film if they don't have some sort of background in it, some sort of deeper understanding. I, it's it's just not for everyone, you know? And, and even though I enjoyed it, um, I didn't, like I could see there's a part of me that's like, I wouldn't want to watch this with my wife or my, like a friend of mine. There's a one friend in particular, 10 minutes, he gives a movie 10 minutes. And if he, he's not grabbed, you know, by the entrails in 10 minutes, he's like, I'll watch something else. He's just not, you know, it's gotta be action packed or it's gotta be, you know, he doesn't want to have to think too much. He's, he's this, he says, I, I just want to be entertained. If you're the person sort of person who says, I just want to be entertained and there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's what you say, when you watch a movie, you're not going to like Milestone. It's it's probably not for you. You it might, a, but I strongly it doubt it. It's a very heavy movie. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. And it's completely controlled by uh, by the director. And it's impressive how how many static frames there are. And it's all in the dark. It's a very yeah, it is a very dark like light in terms of light and dark, not in terms of subject matter. It's a very Yeah, it, dark, it is gray. it is a lot of work work in the light. I, I mean, it's working working the light. Right? Yeah, and, right and conversations. Yeah. So I so to answer your question, probably not, but maybe there might be that one one or two people who are like, yeah, it's pr- actually pretty good. It was different, but I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of people pumping their fist about Milestone. It's just it's just not that kind of movie. But but I liked it. You know, you might like it. I don't know. Um, so th- that's a very qualified eh, sort of maybe. If you if you like you know we were talking earlier about thing and thingy, if you like thinky movies, <laughs> if you like thinky slow movies, you with cool shots and you will you will dig this movie. Otherwise, probably not. Probably not. Hi, I'm Priyadarshini, and you're watching me on Daisies Live. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm back with Moral and Shreya, and we just got done giving a very hot, cold, warm uh, review of Milestone, which is out on Netflix. And now we're turning to something that technology and 20th century licensing and weird mentalities and silos kept me from watching. I would have watched it and enjoyed it, MX player, but uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, It's Hello Mini 3. Shreya, did you watch this? No, unfortunately, no. No, okay, Moral. So this is all on you because neither one of it's us. All on me. I know that. What's this about? I did end up watching it. So, so you know, I'd watched season one. I hadn't watched season two because, hey, I didn't have the time. But 
I ended up, ended up watching season seven, and I just I realized that I had missed much in season two. Uh, again, this is uh, it. It really worked a lot with people. Season one worked worked a lot of people because it was raunchy. It wasn't. Uh, it's it's paced well. It's, What's the premise? What what is it it's, about? It's a story about this corporate corporate. Uh, you know, a, a woman working in a corporate environment, and she has like fifty things going on for her. She has a complicated life. She has a. Um, she, she's guilty of te- che- cheating her current boyfriend, and she has an ex boyfriend, and she has too much happening, which kind of Ooh. intrigued people, probably. Right? Intrigues me. Yeah. So uh, in this. Uh, series in this season uh, she has a stalker and that stalker is creating ruckus in her life and uh, her name is Rivana Banerjee and Rivana hits the headlines uh, for her path-breaking app called Dare Defy but she's uh, she also um, she's also cheated her college mate Hia for the idea because she's taken the idea from her college mate and then she's guilty for cheating her current boyfriend with her ex um, so, so she's done a lot of stuff and then her roommate dies and then it, her life just gets complicated. So there, there are 50 things happening in her life and her only uh, source of support is her colleague called Nivan. And then there is this cult figure called Katie who uh, kind of starts uh, exploiting her vulnerability to her advantage. And um, then, of course, there is this entire larger truth, which we can't talk about because I'll give away the plot, but basically a very complicated story about this character called Ravana Banerjee and uh, very bold uh, Ravana Banerjee scenes and kind of, you know, things that uh, would, would sound pretty uh, um, exciting for a certain generation. Uh, nice. I mean, if you want, if you want to, uh, it, it was it was really uh, kind of attractive in season one, but season three seems like a repeat of season one, and there's nothing, there's no angle added to season three that wasn't already explored in season one. It just keeps getting more complicated. Her life keeps getting complicated. So um, you know, there are these negative characters and positive characters, and there's this character who has all these complications in her life and that's what the story is about so you know i would have found season one interesting just because of the pace and the fact that it just made things interesting but season three does nothing to catch my excitement all over again there's nothing that season three does that season one already did not do so um, what did i like um it's, it's actually adapted from a book uh written by novo neil chakrabarti uh, about a creepy stalker for a, for a corporate woman, and and literally just a copy of that book. Um, music is bad, aesthetics um, okay. The storyline is as frivolous as as season one. Season one was n- new, so it didn't sound so frivolous. The dialogues is so uh, bad that at times I thought I could write better dialogues, but then the hooks are pretty interesting because that's what keeps you going on the ten episodes that there are. The storyline gets pretty preposterous here, literally. Uh, performance is really bad. Screenplay, really ambiguous. Uh, I wouldn't watch it. That's my recommendation. Don't waste your time. Hello, Mini wow. 3 is a no-go. 
Okay, so I, it sounds like I'm glad that MX Player didn't. You you let you me. actually um, you actually uh, dodged did, a bullet. Yeah, you did, uh, and ten episodes is a lot a lot of investment of time. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Ricky Pond, and you're watching me on Daisies Live. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm back with Moral and Shreya, and um, we just got done panning Hello Mini 3. But now, oh, now, now we're turning to, I, I've, I'm really looking forward to this, to this review. What time uh, is it, Scott? <laughs> What's funny you should ask, Shreya? It's time to dance. It's time to dance. This is the, the Bollywood step up. Um, this is uh this is a movie about time to dance about dancing about a dance competition um and i i wow there's just so much so much going on in time to dance shreya uh the premise is real simple we've got we follow this couple and you know they they're in the they're in the competition and are they going to win or not right that's really it that's 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 it so um what did what did you think where would you like to start with our review okay um i think the first thing is just overall impression so what did you think of it like after you watch the whole thing if you could sum it up for me like two sentences scott what what is your recommendation pleasing garbage i completely agree i thought the movie was as I said before, so bad that it was almost good. It's like yeah. listening to a dad joke on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, they're so bad that they're almost good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, the dialogue was nonsensical. Okay, let's start. I mean, the, the dancing was amazing, and the people were beautiful. And I, I don't really like dancing movies and dance like Step Up. I joked about mm-hmm. that earlier. I've never seen Step Up. My wife and I used to joke about we saw the trailer for Step Up. You know, this one character says, "You can learn every everything you need to know about me. You learn from my dance." Like, what? What does that? What? What does that mean? I don't. That's one of those things that sounds cool, but is totally dumb. Um, right. I just I don't like the. And at the same time, you know, it's kind of fun to watch pretty people dance, and they were rocking it. I mean, these people were extremely talented dancers not the best actors but extremely talented dancers um the music was dad jokey right it was like you were saying that dad some of the lyrics oh my god some of the lyrics were just terrible horrible i completely agree so i would you know if you're gonna make a dance dance slash music based movie you you make sure that make sure the music's music. tight. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you spend a lot of money getting the music, right? Right. You s- Here's another I thing. I can't understand. Like the internet is ripping apart this movie for its music. And I'm 1000% there with the pitchfork. I think it was yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And I simply cannot. I was like, you have all these beautiful people dancing so wonderfully to music, music that is so bad. It's like, I'm, I might as well have just like put the movie on mute and like yeah. watched it that way. And I probably would have enjoyed it more. Here's another positive. And, and you know who that woman is? Uh, Isabella. Uh, She's Katrina Kaif's sister. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And well, this is, you- a, is this her debut movie? I feel like I've never seen her before. It, this yes. was this was a debut, and it's also the debut for the guy who is uh, Suraj Pancholi, who's Aditya Pancholi uh, Pancholi's son. I didn't even make that connection. 
Aditya Pancholi's son. He's a film star's son. And obviously, they look good. They, 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 they right. you know, they're good looking people. <laughs> and then when you're watching the movie, so the plot is very like Indo Western. It's like they're trying to mix the Western world, mm. but they bring it into India and they try to make it as hip and as cool and as appealing to like kids as possible. But in doing so, I think they rely really heavily on like gimmicks and then not enough on the storytelling. So I don't think the storytelling was solid at all. Like um, if you follow the story, she basically, you know, has his partner and the partner's like, oh, no, I can't dance with you anymore. And she's like, what do you mean you can't dance with me? And then they go through that whole story of like, will they win the competition? Will they not? Like, are they rivals? Are they friends? Like, and you're like, OK, is he going to hurt her? Is he going to drop her? Oh, and, uh, what, what, the funny the funny thing was he doesn't know how to ballroom dance, but his girlfriend was hurt in ballroom dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that was a problem. I, I completely agree. That was a. That, I think we call her, that a plot hole. Drop her while ballroom dancing. Yeah, I, it certainly looked like he, it. Wait, he, he doesn't does. know how to he ballroom dance. He's taking yeah. he's taking beginner classes in ballroom dancing. I Where know. was yeah. that? How did somebody I, write that up? I, How, what I was this? What were they smoking? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just glad that they had uh they had a, a character, they had a little um Joker character, right? They had a little short guy who made goofy comments and was supposed to be the source of humor, like the like the Hervé Villachez in Fantasy Island, right? It, supposed it was to like, be the Danny DeVito. Danny yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. There was that. Oh, so like, at least at least we had that. Um, that's and, true. I will give it that. And and we had the um, the uh, oh God how do how do we say this the evil the evil mom who ran the council of the, the Bradford <laughs> Dance Club who spoke Hindi clearly spoke Hindi with an accent no Indians allowed <laughs> yeah what was going on it's like man really is are are we are we going to have in the twenty first century are we going to have a woman what where she speaks Hindi. And yet she's not going to let Indians the dance. Indians in the I know. Come on. The realism of the plot was so horrible. Like I cannot imagine a situation in where even like one tenth of this movie would have happened. <laughs> I yeah, I can't either. I just, it, it, was, it was. It was like they took a plot from 1970 and then they kind of creating a 2021 story on a 1970 <laughs> yeah. plot. And you're like, knock, knock, doesn't work anymore. Rewrite the story. Yeah, and you know it, what? The loophole. You, he's, yeah. he's supposed to not know ballroom dancing. And how's he supposed to kill his girlfriend ballroom dance? Yeah, I mean, that's related to the whole, you know, that's the fear he has to overcome and blah, blah, blah. It's the, like the last, it's the last thing when he says, trust me, and he catches her right at the end. And oh, oh I'm course. sorry, I, I spoiled it. Oh, my God. Me. Even Aladdin, princess, do you trust me? Yeah. Like, can we please leave the trust me line yeah. where it should be? You had me at do you trust me? Um, okay, <laughs> so. All right. The production so, quality was off the charts. I will give it that. They had a big, big budget. Ultra high def, yeah, and that. No wonder they couldn't afford the mortgage. The, for that, <laughs> that absolutely stunning, gorgeous dance studio place was. I mean, like, how much did that thing cost? No wonder they. No wonder they were getting kicked out. And the, <laughs> why did the lawyer buy her flowers? That was weird. The whole every yeah, just there was some weird stuff. Angle. Yeah, I was. I was waiting for him why to. Why was he there in the first place? I, I yeah, just didn't I just, understand why he why he was there. He wore nice suits. I will say that everything looked great. Okay, you, you, you have a British accent. You end up end up 
wearing nice clothes. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, is that we are ripping on this? Free. <laughs> we are ripping on this this movie, and it deserves every bit of scorn we are heaping on it. That's and true. Yet at, at the same time, when it was done, I was like, <sighs> but it was kind of fun. What a waste. No, it was kind of fun. I thought it was exactly. It was so bad that I was like. I don't really mind having wasted yeah. my time. I mean, at least everyone was pretty. It was flat ashy. It was <laughs> exactly. Nice. Exactly. Maybe it, I think the final recommendation we give to all our viewers now, is now watch I know the movie, where, where, where everything is. You, you guys are so TNF. <laughs> TNF. <laughs> yeah. All right. In, in the same way, in the same way that like it's like the exact opposite. Like there's a mirror thing going on with Milestone. With Milestone, I watched it and I was like, eh. And at the same time, it's like, I really liked that. For completely different reasons, I feel the same way about Time to Dance. Like, it was just, oh, God. And yet, eh, it, what's uh, Kombucha? The Kombucha Girl? No. Well, no, no, no. Do you know that, you know that, that meme? No. Oh, you look up Kombucha Girl. I will. And yeah, All be, should it, as well. yeah, it's that's that's the way I thought about it. I mean, ultimately, it was like no, but yeah, but ultimately no, but yeah. I mean, it was it, there was something about it that was so dumb uh, that I, like you said, so bad it was good. So exactly. I, I can't, you know, if anyone's sitting here thinking, should I watch this? Well, do you have popcorn? Do you have some snack, right, that you can eat and? Uh, are you going to watch it with, on in a you know with someone you you can throw things you know you can throw popcorn at the TV and laugh at how dumb it is and just roll your eyes and go Ugh. and at the same time when it was when it's over you look at that was actually kind of fun yeah. I, right it's a happy way to waste a couple hours and exactly. feel brain dead at the same time exactly you will be as mentally refreshed when it is over <laughs> as when you started right it's not <laughs> you're not going to spend you're not going to fire on a single brain cell. <laughs> That's no. the thing. See, sometimes you have to think really deeply for the good movies. This one you can just watch and, you know, have y'all seen SpongeBob and Patrick where Patrick is like blank stare constantly? Yeah, that's how you can watch this movie, you know? You don't really need to apply a lot of brain cells. No, 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 no. All right. Well, that was fun. Yo, this is Tasher. You are now tuned in to Live. Let's go. Well, that was a fun conversation. Mira, what's next? We're here to discuss uh, about Shorin Anoki. Uh, we've had a tough week with Shorin Anoki. Let's get a lowdown from um, from Ankita. Ankita, you have been uh, quiet on social media and that's because you were not well for a few days and uh, i know uh, chandra chandra did uh let us know that you come in you're coming over ground just for this so tell us what's going on and what's going on with yeah you. we know the situation in in india isn't all that great we we've been aware of it we've been in touch with the situation there uh, but but we also know that uh, you yourself have not been keeping well uh, too. Yeah. But- yeah, I just got vaccinated. So I was down with that and some personal reasons also. So, But I had to come. So I just took a small detox from social media for a while. But I have to come and do this because you guys are so much fun. 
and for our show. That we know. That we know. Even I got actually, I got my second shot too. So half my body isn't working. The left side of my body is actually numb. That was this is my second Moderna, and that's what happens to me every time I get a shot. But uh, yeah, we're, it's, we're, it's we're important to get vaccinated. It's important to get vaccinated. Yes. and this is what we would say to everybody who's who's holding yes, off please. on getting vaccinated it is not only important for you to get vaccinated but it is very important for you to get vaccinated because you will prevent the spread to other people around you not only is it good for you but it's also good for other people around you so please uh, do it as a civic duty get yourself vaccinated as and when the vaccines are available around you wherever you are yes yes please okay so i have two messages first so can i give it give that first sure go ahead okay the so first message is for scott from my friends and they love him like he is their favorite they love his reactions to the indian things he doesn't know and he gets excited scott we all love you you are our favorite And second, I seriously want to give a huge shout out to this whole team and cast and crew of Shorya and Oki ki kahani. The way they have handled KV's absence and shown unity deserves a very big round of applause. It does. It does. Yes. So yeah, that's it. So now the week weekly review. <laughs> let's do. Let's 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 hear what happens this week. So okay. So I think I think we can divide this week into three parts actually. Okay, so we have Anoki. We have more of family dynamics coming up, and then we have the topic of our week, which is domestic violence in regards to Anoki's sister, Bubbly. You know, so we have Devi and Asta. Devi, we all know, as we say, it's conditional love, but she does love Shorya in her own twisted way. And then we have Asta, who is finally realizing her mistake, which she did twenty-five years ago. like she thought shan was there taking care of shorya but she sees now how neglected he has been towards their son he has let others take care of him we have that scene also he says bahut log hain dhyan rakhne ke liye uska so you know she is realizing her follies now so maybe now she won't back off and she will stand as a big support to shorya and maybe anoki too in the story i want to know your take on this Okay, l- l- let's let's get you get you going with all three, and then we can come back to them. Now let's revisit them one by okay. one. Okay. So okay. Second, yeah. Second is Anoki, and I see a lot of different opinions being formed. Like she's being too cold. I mean, everybody's entitled to their views. Like people say she's being too cold. We are not seeing the third up and the genuine. You know, since she's away from Shorya, but I think it is quite. What can I say? It's feasible according to what her character is. This is who Anoki is. She sees just the surface, and then she believes. She tends to incline more towards the woman. What woman in her life says. We saw when Rima and Kanchan explained to her, she ran to Goa to make pencils with Shorya. Then when asked, but Asta has been such a positive source of light in her life. When she told him that yes, Shorya broke the engagement because Shagun wanted to go to Cambridge for further studies. It's like she has blocked it all out. you know she has just blocked all the feelings and kept it in the one corner of her heart all she wants to focus is like no it happened it it is too good to be true all men are same let me just focus on my study so it is that you know when she dips the lehenga it's like she is ripping apart her dreams of whatever forever or a happily ever after 
and the third part is definitely bubbly which was gut wrenching but is still a very harsh reality of the society we live in not only asian i think around the world women compromises in marriage with the soch of log kya kahenge or parents or anything they adjust they get hit they take verbal abuse they take physical abuse just because they are too scared to let their parents know or parents are unsupportive so i think this was a very harsh reality they have shown but they have shown the truth so i think this is what this week was about over to you okay so ankita very well summarized in terms of what happened this week with the show and how these three issues are very are pertinent i love the way you broke them down into three issues shreya patria bopena you are required here for this discussion not only because the work that you do in your private life is very relevant to the issues here um, but you have so much to add here and uh, and uh, let me let me just start with the first issue that you you spoke about the first issue you spoke about was conditional love between and and that's why we've started we started appreciating this series a lot because of different issues that it brings about it is so relevant mm-hmm. to our lives as as south asian women not only yeah. because you girls, girls live in live in uh, india but as us living here in north america these are issues that are very relevant to us as well because however far we live from uh, from the countries of our descent countries of our our origin these are issues that are very relevant to our communities here as well now uh the relationship between asta and devi how i look at it if i were to look at it psychologically this dynamic uh, that entire scene actually went back and revisited that scene again last night asta is standing by the statue and yeah. she's she's thinking about her son and she's sad and she's she's lost that entire scene devi is fine she's absolutely her face is normal till she looks at Asta's face and then she deliberately pushes herself against Asta and yeah. then she starts she makes she she acts as if she's crying yeah so that is that is who Devi is Devi has realized that that Shorya is antagonized by her and she he has walked out of the house very antagonized and he's not going to come back to her and for the first time ever shorya has stood up for his mother she, she knows did. that things have changed she knows that shorya is angry with her for pushing shagun down his throat and he's never and he whatever he said said to her in private he said to her in front of the family as well he repeated things to her in front of the family he she knows that shorya is never going to be the same with her so she's hedging her bets by making friends with Asta so that she can have Asta on her side if Shorya doesn't get controlled by her so she's going to try to control Asta to control Shorya that's her bet so everything else is drama for for people like Devi love and control are the same thing there's nothing called love it's all about control whatever you can control you love whatever you cannot control you'd grab it because if she were honest about anything that she was doing in the very other breath she wouldn't go and then uh threaten anoki again how did she think she'd get away with that mm-hmm. she's not thinking of consequences 
All she wants is control. She does. So, so there is no congruence over there. The fact of the matter is that she doesn't realize that Anoki is so honest to her thoughts that she really doesn't care. And she doesn't realize the intensity that they still think that they can overcome the intensity uh, that's in Shorya's head. They think it's something that he will overcome. So they're all betting on different uh, different uh, factors here that may or may not come true. Um, but okay. the fact of the yeah. matter is nobody's done a correct assessment because they're all throwing dots in the air. So uh, this entire dynamic that you see between Devi and Asta is a very frail dynamic, which is uh, woven by Devi to have control over the situation somehow. She still wants an upper hand. And this is the only way she can get an upper hand right now because uh, there is no trust. The trust between uh, her and Shore is broken. Shore is never going to come back to that trust situation with Devi again. Yeah, I agree. You know, I really like the fact you say because it's like that. It's like everybody just sees Shore from their own point of view. Devi thinks like she manipulated Shan <clears throat> years back. Like she didn't let him go. Even Shan was a weakling at that point because he didn't stand up with his. He didn't stood up with his fight years back. But Shorya is different. That is what the, all these subverts doesn't get. That even though he has some conditioning while growing up from Devi and Tate, Shorya is his own person. And as you said, the trust is broken. The seal has been broken. And you know, I was like, I dare you, Devi Subaval, to talk to Anoki the way you did when he was unconscious. So, it's going to so be fireworks. It, so I have to tell you, even Shorya was smart about it because he only he knows that uh, he knows that she's the one who did not let Anoki come inside the house. He did not ask that question of anybody. They yeah. don't know he knows that because they're <laughs> explaining to him other stuff. They're fending yeah. off stuff like, oh, we didn't let you go to see her. He hasn't asked them, why didn't you, she came here, why didn't you let her come inside? He knows everything. That is what, he knows everything. Like the guy has just woken up from the accident, but he's razor sharp. But I think we don't know about Tej and Devi's backstory. If they have yeah. some. I hope we do get to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Shan Very. as a father and husband, both are useless. Very pendulum, like I think the most irritating and annoying ca character of the show right now for me is Shan. I can't I get him. I mean, one moment he's like standing up for Anoki, you know, Anoki, oh, Anoki in this, like in the first half of the series. In the second half, he is still supporting her. But he, uh, the, the explanation he gave for Asta to, uh, you know, uh, agree to Shorya and Shagun's match was that uh, I think uh, Anoki uh, is also what hurt. So she might have uh, lied to you about, uh, like, they, yeah. uh, about his whereabouts. The, yeah, his sense what? of knowing persons is nil. He can't stand up for his own self, neither for his wife, neither for his son. So I think being that. an alcoholic has taken a toll on his mental health. He's zoned <laughs> up half, the, half of the time. So yeah. I think he's smoking something other than also drinking, probably. Uh, and we should cut him some flag for this. Maybe once he gets clean <laughs> and join an AA and maybe take a lesson from Professor Asta Sabawa, he might gain his uh, like senses back. But we'll have to see for that to pan out. He's yeah. the <laughs> most beta character ever. Yeah, He's when, like, really beta. 
his side there's been no conversation after that day yeah. remember that yeah. thing now here's this girl who has a presumption and she is telling herself that what i think in my heart doesn't matter my mind matters more than my heart so there is this conflict between her heart and her mind and she's trying to kill her heart she's telling she's telling herself that what i feel in my heart doesn't matter my mind should rule and this is conflict between heart and mind and she's killing her heart to have her mind rule and when that happens girls when that happens that's a most difficult thing to ever undergo and if i were that character if i put myself in her shoes and trust me if you ever try to do that i've tried to do that in a couple of relationships it is the most difficult thing on goddamn earth there've been times when i've gone to clubs and danced the whole night just mm-hmm. to bloody feel good about myself when you do crazy stuff to feel good about yourself because hey your heart is dead there's nothing you cannot you, you cannot bring back your heart to like two things and not like four other things that's not how the heart works because if you bring your heart up it will like everything it will bring back the memories everything together your heart is not selective yeah so you're killing your heart in one go and you're making your mind rule over your heart so you got to absolutely either kill the whole of it or not have it at all and what she's trying to do is kill it all so what she's really suffering from is no heart right now and every time she sees anything of his even when she's eating food she's reminded of him and then she tries to bring her mind back to rule her heart she sees a dress that reminds her of him she has no other way to take her heart to kill her heart except destroy it so she's destroying her own heart she's behaving very true to her character character arc also not to forget her hmm. age She's just a twenty-one-year-old. Like, what do people expect? Even, even if she were she were fifty-year-old, your oh. heart is your heart. Even if fifty, if you're in love, exactly. your heart will behave exactly in the yeah. same way. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. At 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 thirty, when you're in love, you behave like an eighteen-year-old. It is the same bloody <laughs> feeling. The feeling does not change. You behave like a teenager. Your heart yeah. will behave in the same way as an eighteen-year-old heart behaves. the yeah. heart will not change its character because of your age if you're also meral i think or in love with somebody yeah also meral i think she's just building an armor around her heart you know she's just so scared she just doesn't want to confront shorya and tell him what she has heard so she's like no i won't confront him 
I won't talk to him. This is what it is. Let me construct this armor and focus on my mind, as you said. Because she doesn't trust her heart. She knows yeah. that if he comes and he tells her, she will. This Break entire up. resolve that she's built is going to go away. So what she's really doing with her anger, the anger is on. Her. She's angry with herself. It yeah. Is not, it is, it, she's killing her heart. The her logical and her emotional side are fighting with uh, each other. Yeah. She is it fighting is. with herself. Yeah. It's a facade. It's a facade she has. It's a facade. Yeah. She's building it. No, so, so I think I think it's her journey of realization that for her he means more than anything else and this is that journey. So yeah. maybe this entire track will end there where she realizes that nothing else matters except him and she has to undergo this entire process of holding herself back before she can take that yeah. leap of faith and it's essential for her to pull back not only for exactly. her but him also for him to realize that he can do without her for everybody around them to realize that it's not something frivolous that they can wish away right? yeah so it's a, yeah it's like it is all an the essential memories, track for that uh, emotion to come out from everybody around around them so that exactly. this is not something that is just going to go away by them wishing it, it away exactly uh, so everyone Yeah, no, sorry. no, sorry. Go, go, go ahead, Amrita. Sorry. I'm saying the memories that she has are all of the times when Shorey has stood beside her. But it's like yeah. she just shakes herself out and she remembers. Oh no, the mind overtakes, as you said. You know, the yeah. memories are of all like the ragging issue, the rustication issue. The heart remembers that man, but the ma- mind is like, no, all men are the same. Let me just back yeah. away. <laughs> and people keep saying, you know, when the fandom keeps saying they need the emotional connect, as you said, Mirar, very well. that this is that journey they need that emotional connect they don't know each other's past they don't know what has shaped them the persons they are today now yeah. the final part <laughs> moving on to the domestic yeah. violence side of it i think this is uh, something that's very close to our hearts we uh, and even more so because in the middle of a pandemic this uh, domestic violence as an issue has become a bigger issue with women at home and you know and and this being being brought up in the show this week uh was uh, was disturbing to a great extent it was disturbing to a lot of women like us you know i've, I've spoken about this before and uh, i speak about it quite a lot around the world wherever i go uh, I, i'm i'm a, i'm a domestic violence survivor myself and i would speak to it that uh domestic violence is not not something that anybody should take lightly uh domestic violence is something that um, that can that can incapacitate a person forever uh mm. and uh, there is this entire one line in 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 the series where where anoki tells her sister that you enabled it by taking it the first time and a lot of women that undergo domestic violence hindsight 50/50 that's what it is honestly that's what it really boils down to when you start taking it that's the day you enable it so you you don't have to be educated you don't have to be uh, modern you don't have to be brave you don't have to be anything all you have to be is respect yourself you are not nobody has a right over your body nobody has a right over you as a woman nobody owns you as a woman you are your own person and we should as women as girls realize that the first thing you have not by marrying somebody by living with somebody by having a relationship with somebody you have not given anybody the agency to your body or your mind or your soul 
for them to have the right to beat you physically uh, verbally or any other way abuse is not something that's only done physically it can be done emotionally it can be done verbally as well any of these things is the definition of violence domestic violence and none of this should be a part of your life if you have anybody around you that is doing this to you put a stop to it right now it's up to you mm. having said that i'd, I'd like uh, for shreya to say something shreya bopna you you yes, worked please. a lot in this shreya that when we think about um situations such as domestic abuse and how they manifest there's always a different path when it comes to every single person and there's a different um definition of what some people would consider domestic abuse versus others so that makes it really easy to not understand if you're in a situation sometimes which is what i i'm picking up on from you guys talking it seems like the characters are not completely aware of what's happening to them because they're they either are one oblivious to the situation to have been manipulated into thinking otherwise or three just simply like because they they have um they have like Accepted. an outside view of like it's the second it's person. second it's they second. are not able it's to second. yeah they just like it's one mm. of the three in all of the situations you guys have explained so i can i can definitely understand why it's hard because when you're in a manipulative relationship you're sometimes so blinded by the person's actions and that person is um often like they have some kind of hold on the other person so for example if you're like oh yeah i'm in love well then that's a hold on you if they're like oh yeah i really respect that person because of authority because they're older for whatever reason it may be they've had a hold on you so you kind of have a bit of blind faith going into it and therefore you don't understand that it's manipulation and that that just manifests into worse problems like it, at that point you're really held to those mirage beliefs in this relationship and there are chains that you're just not aware of that you subliminally keep holding on to to the point where you don't realize you can leave them and also not to forget uh violent domestic violence is not just only physical it's emotional as well if a guy is controlling you telling you don't wear this don't go out there don't talk to this person that is emotional abuse as well so don't take it don't let any man take control of any agency be it physical emotional or any anything Yeah, absolutely. Please. I think Ankita also brought up a great point where she was mentioning how um I think sometimes we think that someone takes on domestic violence or they just keep letting these things happen to them because they don't understand it, but it it can also be the case where you understand it and you just don't have an alternative. Um and so you were mentioning how the mother won't leave won't leave the father and I'm like, well, you know, if we've already set up these characters in a way where they like the women are inferior to the men so you know they're financially reliant they're uh, emotionally dependent and their parents won't take them back then like what are they going to do leaving like where are they going to go they don't have the money exactly. they don't have the status like their parents won't take them no no they don't really even know how to be on their own two feet so like for them they're like am i going to be on the street am i going to be kind of like begging looking for work for the rest of my life or do i stay in this abusive relationship but still have at least like the basic necessities i need for survival and at that point they're literally looking for just that survival and when so that then you let yourself be put into this situation just because you have no other option so i think that's also important to consider exactly financial independence that is why we stress so much today that be financially independent Right. and you know even anoki tells her today in the episode that you can earn you can leave this guy 
you don't have to be dependent on your parents to be afraid what your father is going to say uh also ankita brought up a really good point about there are ngos working there are helplines working so if anyone is feeling that uh they want to talk they want to get out of any relationship they are in a physical danger please call and if you see someone getting hit be it a, if you it's a neighbor or someone close to you please call cops on them uh i don't know if it would help them but it would be a moral responsibility as a citizen of uh, to you know not for safety in general so because of that i feel people should they like, raise their voice even if they see something happening they should raise their voice i don't know if it's an ethical thing ashriya can you elaborate if people should call cops if they see something like this happening yeah i definitely can so i know that there are helplines and i think that the problem is sometimes people don't also know how to access them properly or even yeah. if they do they're worried they're like oh if they come to my house and you know they're like we need to check on you and your relationship with your husband once they leave the domestic violence that has been happening they're going to be like you called somebody on me and then it just gets worse so yeah. i think the best yeah. thing yeah the best thing to do is if you feel like you're in that situation where if you call someone and then once they leave you're going to be in more danger you can always tell people that like you can always say i feel like i'm going to be in more danger once you leave and therefore people like a lot of these ngos make arrangements so that you are out of that space like that space with a perpetuator so just make sure that you are clear with everything that you think is going to happen to you and no matter how bad you think it is because the more information they can they have the better they can help you and wow. i know a lot of people also worry about they're like oh if somebody else finds out like you know i think that honor is a really big thing in india and i definitely understand it but at some point it crosses the line between like you're worrying about your safety and your health and your life and then especially if you have other family members around you who are witnessing this who are not stepping in then you're providing a really bad example of how to be treated so please like worry about yourself more than what anybody else will think about you and i know it's really really hard especially when to the rest of the world it seems like you have a perfect marriage and an absolutely perfect life and a perfect family but at the end of the day like if you're battered and bruised and like it's at the point where it's like literally hindering your safety and your personal space like it's better to be alive than to be worrying about what other people are thinking about you so safe than sorry don't ever let it get to that point like and if you think that you're not comfortable with a lot of these ngos like releasing any information you can even say that cuz a lot of them are like you know governmentally protected to the point where they can protect your information so at least to some extent they can save face as much as you want to but remember save yourself more than you worry about what other people think yeah thank yes, you and and shreya absolutely right you have to take care of yourself before you worry about what other people will say or think about you uh, let them worry about themselves they are not going to be the ones who will take the next beating or the next threat or the next abuse you are the one who's taking the abuse and the threat uh in america we have a national um, domestic violence helpline and if you don't know the number the number is 1-800-799 safe 1-800-799-7233 you can also tty at 1-800-787-3224 or you could go to thehotline.org get help you can chat live now over there without anybody finding out what's happening with your life you can actually let them know what's going on with your life and they will keep your information safe 
They will also be able to help you with getting protection and your information will not be shared with anyone else and you will get all the protection that you require. They'll keep an eye on you, on your household and protect you from domestic abuse. Please do not leave it till the last minute. If you feel that you, your life is in threat and you're getting abused, reach out. This is the time. Uh, Please do. Also, also in India, uh, the uh, what to adding to my, what uh, Miralis was saying, women helpline number is one zero nine one, and for uh, women specifically for domestic abuse, it's one eight one, and police also you already know hundred call. Please call. Like yeah, said. yeah, there are tons of women helplines. Guys, girls, please reach out, especially in this pandemic. When I read about it, the number of cases that have increased, it's horrifying to read about it. Horrifying. Yeah. Your the number is very good to start with. Yes. <laughs> 31% wasn't good a number to start with. So my, uh, this is not a glory that we want in, for our country, please. Absolutely. And as South Asian women, we all got to stick together. If you feel any of your friends in your family, somebody is uh, being abused, we should all stick together, stand up for that person. I will tell you in my case, I was able to stand up for myself because of my best friend. And she was the one who, who actually held my hand strongly and took me out of uh, out of that situation. And I hope we all uh, collectively can be there for each other. And uh, honestly, there is no better friend than your best friend and then your friends. And so women, we need to learn to stand up for each other, yeah. stand with each other through these times, especially in times like these when we all are under stress of a pandemic and we have to stay indoors as much as possible. So if you know somebody or you know of anybody who is undergoing such stress, this is the time for us to be with them. All right, everyone, this is Daisies.Live. I'm Scott. I am here with Moral and Shreya and Shreya and Ankita. And we have been having a fascinating discussion. And thank you for listening. And we will see you next week.